feisty, fearless, and fair. She's an Emmy-winning journalist from the White House to war zones, telling all sides of the story. This is The Rita Cosby Show. And tonight on the Rita Cosby Show, reaction coming in in just the last few minutes from President Biden after that blistering special counsel report. This is Robert Hur's report where he went after the mishandling of classified documents by President Biden. And he recited a litany of major mistakes that the current president of the United States has done, willfully retaining classified materials, citing a number of instances where he willfully had them, willfully disclosed them to a ghostwriter. There are a series of really blistering images that he released where you see also the boxes and tatters, and they're just laying there in his garage Of course, next to his beloved Corvette and the car that Hunter Biden is always driving around in. Doesn't look like they're very secure, Mr. President. And yet, after everything that he recited, he gave essentially a James Comey answer. Remember when James Comey came out right before the 2016 election and he said, yes, Hillary Clinton did this. She bleach bit this. She did this. She erased this. She did this. She did this. But at the end of the day, no reasonable prosecutor would go after her and charge her. So it was very similar today, what we heard, and boy, was it blistering. Some of the comments that came from Robert Hur in this special report that came out, it is a long one. It's a 345-page report. And on page six alone, is probably one of the most damning comments for a president who keeps trying to convince all of us that he is mentally fit. The line says, well, a well-meaning elderly man with poor memory. That is why they are not recommending criminal charges because they believe a jury would find him sympathetic, somebody who is, quote, forgetful, poor memory, elderly, And it gets worse from there. He could not even remember when he started as vice president, when they were asking him questions. He didn't know the day he left the vice presidency or the year. And he could not even remember the year his son, Bo, died. Even though he talks constantly about his son in in public every single time, it seems, Every time that there's a moment or a tragedy, he brings up Bo. He talks about Bo. This is what happened. Bo died overseas. Well, Bo didn't die overseas. But yet when he's asked in this conversation, this interview that they did, he can't even remember that. That, to me, is stunning. So the end of the day, the question is, he's not cognitively fit to stand trial to face criminal charges, to go before a jury. But you're telling me 
Mr. President, that you are fit to be president of the United States at one of the most complex times in modern history? You have got to be kidding me. This report says what we all know. You are not fit to be president of the United States. Your cognitive skills have declined so obviously. Your verbal skills have reflected your cognitive decline. And every time he has opened his mouth, even in just the last few days, there is a litany of gaffes, and they're big ones. And you have to wonder, at a time like this, where we are fighting Iran, that there are reports maybe so close to getting a nuclear weapon. And then you know Saudi will want a nuclear weapon. And you've got Hamas, you've got North Korea, you've got all of these proxy groups from Iran, including Hamas, Hezbollah, and the Houthis. You've got all of that. We have Russia and Ukraine. We have a wide open southern border, and we have a president who can't even remember when he was vice president and when his son died. This is downright embarrassing. When I saw this report, I was embarrassed for this country. And to me, this is time, Mr. President. You need to step aside. And Jill Biden, who sees clearly this every single day, what are you doing? What are you doing allowing this man that we all see who can't even answer a basic question? Makes me wonder if he knew that today is Thursday, if he was asked that question. And yet, he is like a cranky old man because when he was asked about it just a little bit ago— And he came out swinging because he was not happy that they said he was essentially senile. This is what he said to the press. Listen to a very angry Joe Biden responding just a short time ago. In addition, I know there's some attention paid to some language in the report about my recollection of events. There's even reference that I don't remember when my son died. How in the hell dare he raise that? Frankly, when I was asked the question, I thought to myself, it wasn't any of their damn business. Let me tell you something. Some of you have commented, I wear since the day he died, every single day, the rosary he got from Our Lady of... Every Memorial Day, we hold a service remembering him, attending by friends and family and the people who loved him. I don't need anyone. I don't need anyone. To remind me when he passed away or passed away. Simple truth is I sat for a five-hour interview or two days of events going back 40 years. At the same time I was managing an international crisis, their task was to make a decision about whether to move forward with charges in this case. That's their decision to make. That's the council's decision to make. That's his job. And they decided not to move forward. For any extraneous commentary, they don't know what they're talking about. It has no place in this report. The bottom line is the matter is now closed. The matter is actually not closed. And that's why the president is so deeply concerned that he came out and made statements tonight. It is actually wide open. And now there is discussion about the 25th Amendment, like when somebody becomes incapacitated, that somebody else should take over. God help us if it's Kamala Harris. That's the scary thing. But let's face the facts right now. This president is mentally incapable. He is blatantly incompetent. He is reckless with American national security and mentally 
He is in utter, utter decline. And that's what this report says. And it's almost the sympathy. I mean, there are so many issues with this report. When you first hear it, you go, wait a minute. That's the defense? He did this. He did this. Yes, he did this. Yes, he hid documents. They were in the place where Hunter was. They were at the UPenn Center, the Biden Center at UPenn. They were at the house in Delaware. You see the torn and tattered boxes right there where the car was with an open garage and Hunter going in and out. Nothing to see there, right? And then you hear that he shared it with a ghostwriter, that they were sensitive documents. A lot of these were taken, by the way, when he was vice president and also when he was senator. He has no presidential qualification over that. The president actually can say that the Presidential Records Act covered him. I'm talking about President Trump. But yet he had no right to take a single document when he was vice president or when he was senator. So right away, they found the documents, throw the book at them. And then they found that it was an all over the place, strewn all over the place, like all over the neighborhood, essentially. Wide open, people coming in and out. Not with security clearances, not even that. And then you got these strange characters who Hunter Biden's dealing with. Nothing to see there, right? And they happen to be documents dealing with Afghanistan and other very sensitive topics for this president. Isn't that interesting? So you got all that going on. And then at the end of the day, they say, well, because he's essentially senile and can't even remember basic facts, a jury would feel sorry for this old man and say, oh, gosh, you know, he's just got to spend the rest of his life eating pudding at home. That's basically what they're saying. And that's their excuse. This, first of all, special prosecutor should have thrown the book at this president. And if you're going to have the same standards of justice that you have with President Trump, where they went in with guns blazing at 6 a.m. in the morning at Mar-a-Lago, and you give this guy the pudding defense because his brain is like pudding, how is that fair? Also, if you talk to legal experts, they say it happens. The crime, the offense is what was your state of mind at the time? I think we can all believe that his mind is like jello, even though he doesn't want to admit it. But despite that, at the time when he took the documents and he was vice president, he was coherent. At the time when he was senator, years before, he was coherent. So he knew darn well what he was doing. And they even say that, that he willfully took the classified information. They know it. But they said he's just so incoherent that he can't even remember basic facts. They would say, get this mumbling old man out of here and have him like fly pigeons the rest of his life. You know, I mean, that is a really scary premise. And what does that say? That he's not fit to be strolled into a courtroom, but he's fit to have the nuclear codes? Are you kidding me? 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. And here is this. This was just a little bit ago. This is President Biden and Peter Ducey. Peter asked him another question about his memory, and boy, he got angry. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because, in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. 
That's uh... Uh, that was a real funny one. Now, this comes this week. Remember where he messed up on Francois Mitterrand and Macron of France? Of course, Mitterrand died decades earlier. Then he also messed up with Helmut Kohl, saying that he was talking to Helmut Kohl, the chancellor of Germany, about January 6th. Helmut Kohl was not alive uh, on January 6th, so that's not possible, right? And then right after he sliced, he tried to slice and dice Peter Ducey and the rest of the press corps and the special counsel. How dare he? All of the things you just heard. Well, then he had another gaffe because President Biden mistook the president of Egypt for the president of Mexico. The president of Egypt is Al-Sisi and the president of Mexico is Andres Obrador. Andres Manuel Obrador, who goes by the nickname of AMLO. Everybody knows these people. I know the names. The president of the United States should be able to figure it out. After he's telling the press how sharp he is, then he fires this one off. As you know, initially, the president of Mexico, Sisi, did not want to open up the gate to allow humanitarian material to get in. I talked to him. I convinced him to open the gate. I talked to Bibi to open the gate on the Israeli side. So President al-Sisi is the president of Egypt. And then he called him the president of Mexico. He obviously was referring to the president of Egypt because he was talking about the gates there in Gaza for the Palestinians. So he does not even realize that he is misspeaking and entangling names. And that is dangerous. Imagine he's sitting there next to al-Sisi, or he's sitting there with maybe the leader of Hamas, or somebody like that says, I would like to talk to the president of America and see what we could do to sort of broker a deal. You put this guy in the room, you might as well put a pile of jello. I'm telling you, this is really frightening, and that's why this is a national security threat. And Robert Hur just confirmed what we all know. He is not mentally fit to stay in office. And shame on the Democrats, shame on Jill Biden for carrying this ruse on. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. And I'll take your calls when we come back here on The Rita Cosby Show. The Rita Cosby Show. It's the Rita Cosby Show. Well, we saw tonight that President Biden is an angry old man. And he was firing back at the big memory comments and the senility comments, if you will, from Special Counsel Robert Hur in his final report about the classified information that Biden was having and willfully had. And Biden was very angry that the special counsel brought up the fact he couldn't even remember certain things that were so pivotal, like his time in the vice presidency when it started, what year it ended. Not We're not talking the day uh, or the day of the week. We're talking the year. And he couldn't even remember within a few years of his son, Bo, 
And you heard him there. He got very defiant when he was asked about Bo. Like, how dare he ask me? Well, how dare he ask you? You mention Bo every five seconds. Every time there's any sort of crisis in this country, you talk about how Bo died and just how much that meant. And I'm sure it was devastating to lose a son. There is absolutely no doubt about it. But because he mentions it so much, it was a pretty easy question to ask him. That's a that's a gimme. And yet he could not even answer that. That actually speaks volumes. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Dom, your thoughts about the very angry, defiant President Biden that we heard tonight. Rita, in that news conference, uh, Biden sounded like a cross between Elmer Fudd and Yosemite Sam. That's what I heard. And, you know, at one point, he looked like he was going to walk over and slap Peter Ducey because he asked him about his lapse of memory. So this guy is an angry old man. Here, You know, here's what the Babylon Bee said. It was a headline. Man ruled too senile to stand trial, still fine to run the country. Go figure. You know, you know what, actually, and Babylon B is obviously sort of a satire, but they're actually yeah. correct, Dom. Really? I mean, it's interesting. I said essentially the same thing. They they concluded that he couldn't stand trial, that, you know, people would just feel sorry for this old guy. He's always just some really out of it old man who doesn't know what he's doing. Like the sweet, like, you know, when you go to an old age home and you visit someone who's just really out of it, and you just go, oh, what a sweet person. I'm sure that one point in their prime, they were, you know, they could speak and do this. And, you know, you just sit there and feel sorry for them and and want the best for them. That's how they're perceiving the current president of the United States. And I'm sorry. You know what? It is too important of a job. You can't put a pity person in there. This is not like, boy, I feel sorry for him. Let's make him the president of the United States. That is dangerous. Rita Cosby is on. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment, this is sponsored by GoyaCares.com because you are a precious gift from God. And Goya Cares does incredible work combating human trafficking and fighting so many of the problems that are happening with our wide open border. And this story definitely relates to that. This is from Silver City, New Mexico. And it's a story of what happens with fentanyl, which is gripping New Mexico, as well as many, many places in this country. And it's a common call for many of our police officers. Recently, a New Mexico state police officer shared his life-saving efforts on an overdose call and the real effects of the ongoing fentanyl crisis that have kept him and his fellow officers prepared for these calls. The New Mexico state police officer stayed calm and collected as he dealt with panicked family members and minutes of waiting for four rounds of Narcan to take effect. He said, if there's one thing an officer can count on, it's their current call will be different than any other call. And he described getting a call and being asked, you know, we need to hurry up. We need to get somebody here. And he repeatedly said to the family, what has he taken? 
Uh, I don't know, sir. I don't know, sir. But I believe it's an overdose. Well, he ran over. uh, They administered one dose of Narcan. That's a drug that reverses an opioid overdose quickly. Um, And then they had to administer several more as the 25-year-old patient's mom stood by crying hysterically with the officer. Suddenly, they could feel that his pulse was getting stronger. And then they realized they had to give him yet another dose. They kept asking, do you know what it is? Do you know what it is? Finally, the mother said, I guess this is fentanyl, Uh, I guess, but I am not really sure. The officer on the scene, his name was Joe Sierra. He is a patrolman with New Mexico State Police. He has been in the department for seven years, and he said every call is different. But the bottom line is with fentanyl just raging across this country and across, of course, the state of Mexico, he says it is so critical that we all have training on how to use Narcan to get the Narcan as fast as we possibly can into their system that this is now becoming our yearly training exercise as well in our state and everywhere across the country, given that fentanyl is claiming 100,000 American lives every single year. And the great news is here that in this case, the man did survive. And needless to say, the mother was again brought to tears knowing that he had survived, thanks to the great work of our men and women in blue. Well, we are talking about this stunning special counsel report by Robert Hur. He is the special counsel who is in, you know, investigating Biden on the classified documents deal. Now, remember the history of all this. There was a discovery of special of classified documents found on President Biden's possession in his homes and also UPenn Biden Center, all these locations. We never found out about it, remember? Until after the 2020 election. Isn't that convenient? And then, of course, after the midterms. It was literally right after the midterms that these discoveries fully came to light. It could have had a very different impact. You know, you think about it because the president was going around criticizing Donald Trump, saying, oh, how reckless that somebody would leave his documents laying around Mar-a-Lago. How could he do that? And it turns out While he was saying that, he already knew he had been busted for having classified documents hanging out in his garage with Hunter Biden open for the whole neighborhood to see. I mean, that this is such a cover up and it just stinks. And so Robert Hur came out with the report saying he does not believe there will be any charges. He does not recommend charges. He says they're not warranted in this matter. But he again went to the fact that this president is elderly, he's senile, he's an old man with a bad memory. So tonight, President Biden responds, and he was furious responding to those comments about his senility that we all see. And he said that is preposterous. How could he say that? Just because I can't remember when I was vice president or when my son died, how could you call me senile or forgetful? Well, here he is again. I want to play this again because this is the one that's making a lot of headlines tonight. This tug of war that he had with Peter Ducey of Fox News when Peter asked him about his memory. Listen to this. President Biden, something the special counsel said in his report is that one of the reasons you were not charged is because in his description, you are a well-meaning elderly man 
with a poor memory. I'm well-meaning, and I'm an elderly man, and I know what the hell I'm doing. I've been president, and I put this country back on its feet. I don't need his recommendation. It's How totally bad out. is your memory, and can you continue as president? My memory is so bad, I let you speak. That's the... I know what the hell I'm talking about. I put this country back on its feet. Is there anybody who actually believes that the country's back on its feet because of President Biden? Is there anybody out there who believes that this country is calmer and that the world is calmer because of President Biden? I would hope that nobody out there would agree with that statement. If you look at the facts, the world's on fire and our border is wide open and our country has been invaded by so many people who we don't even know what country or what their criminal history is. There's, I'm sure, a lot of good people that are coming, but they're not vetted. And there's a lot of bad people that have crossed the park and have gone into our country. And we have no idea of their criminal history or their intent and why they are coming. Why are the well-dressed Chinese middle-aged men coming, uh, rolling suitcases, and paying $35,000 a person to come over into this country, you figure it out. That is not a pretty sight, and this president has created that malaise. And yet, he is defiant to the end. Listen to this also, what he said tonight, because he says, of course, it's all the media's fault. Mr. President, do voters have concerns about your age? How are you going to assuage them? And do you fear that this report is only going to fuel further concerns about your age? Only by some of you. Only by some of you, because the rest of you will probably give me a pass. Can you imagine if they had said this about President Trump? They'd go crazy. It would be the headline every day, unfit commander. That would be unfit commander in chief. That should be the headline tomorrow in the New York Post. And here he is a little bit more saying, my memory's fine. Get off my back. That's that's your memory has gotten worse, Mr. President? My memory is not gotten. My memory is fine. My memory, take a look at what I've done since I've become president. None of you thought I could pass any of the things I got passed. How'd that happen? You know, I guess I just forgot what was going on. Yeah, or we forgot what you've done because we can't think of it. And then in addition to that, he also was very defiant when they went after, remember in the report, they did say he willfully left classified material. Some that are top secret, some that are just classified as secret. Either way, they are secret, classified, or top secret. Different levels of classification, but all of them serious. We're laying around in the garage. And again, these torn boxes that look like they've been ruffled through, like that you've gone through and you've kind of like pulled out pieces and different papers that you want. It doesn't look like they were neatly even packed, hidden in the closet. No, no, no. They're right out there in the garage by the car. You see them driving in and out. You see them in the background. That's where they were. It's worse than you could ever even imagine. And yet he was asked, you know, well, weren't you reckless at least with the paperwork? Oh, no, I was perfect. Listen to this defiance. Do you take responsibility for at least being careless with classified material? I take responsibility for not having seen exactly what my staff was doing. There's, it goes in and points out things that appeared in my garage, things that came out of my home, things that were, were moved not by me, but my staff, but my staff. So he's throwing his staff under the bus and he's not even admitting he's the one who took them out. It is his responsibility to return them. 
Why did he take him out? You're not even supposed to be able to take them out. If you are senator, they shouldn't have even left the skiff, that sort of secret room where you look at these documents. People are baffled that he even had them when he was a senator. What was he doing with them? Did he pay off somebody? Did he get? How did you get them? How'd you get them, Mr. President? Did you stuff them in your pants on the way out? I mean, honestly, it is really baffling that he actually got them out of there. And then yet he's not claiming any responsibility for even anything, even though he got a pass. At the end of the day, he got the senile pass. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony and Clifton on line two. Tony, your thoughts. Oh, my goodness. Hi, Rita Cosby. So I wanted to say that we we were all happy in one sense to hear that people are admitting this man for three plus years hasn't been in in any kind of control of his mental faculties. Jack. But what really came out of this reminds me and then how he concluded. Let me go there and then I'll tell you what I think. He concluded by going back to our friends in Israel who got no money. And then he said, um, I tried to negotiate for the hostages, yada, yada, yada. And that reminds me of the old Bible passage. It's many, many Pekel Parson. And it was from the Old Testament Daniel who said, this means God has numbered the days of your reign and has brought it to an end. And to me, what came out in this, this report that I read um, it really said that they found so many things that he was guilty of, but they found all these documents too, Rita, that we've all been looking at because we see him being compromised with Iran, with Ukraine. So a lot of these documents were part of his, um, what was in his locker. And so this really made me realize that they're looking at him and saying his days are numbered, we have no use for you. You're going to be in a hot mess because I think a lot of this stuff will tie into other investigations that are being done. And it really is a sign that they've said to him, uh, Joe Robinette Biden, you're on your own. Yeah. Time to move on. Right. It's sort of a way to say uh, you want more. More is coming because it is interesting because, you know, Garland had to have seen that report. Maybe it's people there, and obviously Robert Hur is a special counsel. He was appointed by Trump, but he works essentially under Garland right now. And Garland seems to have been a little more frustrated with Biden of late, still works for him and still so political, which I think has sullied the office so much by his actions. But it is an interesting point you're making, Tony, that this is sort of a, the system saying um, you are clearly senile, uh, time to get out of here. Like sort of uh, putting it in the report, making sure that that is still kept in the report. It's interesting, by the way, that this report was also given before it was released to the public today, which is why a lot of people wondered if it was going to come out tomorrow, right before Super Bowl, Friday before Super Bowl. That's sort of a good time to bury the news. But a lot of people thought that maybe it was going to come out right, uh, you know, sometime on Friday, but it would have to go through Garland's office first. And then it went through the White House counsel's office. What I find really interesting, too, Tony, is that nobody in the White House counsel's office and nobody in Garland's office, according to reports, redacted a single word, which is pretty unusual. 
You know, usually they might try to, like, argue something be removed. They wouldn't have been able to remove these comments. But it's interesting that it sounds like they didn't even fight to keep anything, you know, hidden from the public. So they may be very well trying to uh, sort of throw them out there. Also, by the way, I want to play this, Tony, because you talked about Israel. He also, again, blistered Israel at the press conference today. He talked about how he's helping the Palestinians, helping the Palestinians, and then yet he also condemned Israel. His his sort of lack and waffling of support for Israel. Yes, he says he supports Israel, but his sort of tepid back and forth is so, I think, harmful to our relationship with our ally and emboldening all these bad actors who are trying to obliterate Israel. And uh, the President Biden just threw a couple of other things. He basically threw, you know, Israel under the bus again tonight. Here's a little bit of that. I'm of the view, as you know, that the conduct of the response in Gaza, in the Gaza Strip has been um, over the top. So Israel's actions over the top. What about saying Hamas? Uh, maybe they're over the top. Tony, real quick, your response. I think he just jumped off the top because not only have they found documents that are going to be potentially compromising for him. Don't forget, uh, Jim Jordan is investigating him. So who knows what's in there in light of what he's been doing subsequent to his being vice president. He's over the top and his days are numbered, Rita Cosby. Yeah, I agree with you, my friend. I agree with you, Tony. We're going to continue your calls after the break. 1-800-848-9222 is the writing on the wall. And was this a way to say, Biden, you're out of here, if you can remember that. It's the Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show. And a little bit ago, a joint statement coming out from House Speaker Republican Mike Johnson, Steve Scalise, Tom Emmer, and Representative Elise Stefanik. The leadership positions there in the GOP in the House of Representatives, releasing this joint statement regarding the special counsel report, saying, quote, a man too incapable of being held accountable for mishandling classified information is certainly unfit for the Oval Office. That is blistering. Also, uh, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene responding, we must either... Uh, move and demand the 25th Amendment be invoked or impeachment. In other words, after this, President Biden and his mental incapacity will be clearly dogging him after this blistering report. And this comes, remember, he's not even doing a Super Bowl interview. This is the second year in a row. And it would be CBS. They'd be doing softballs with him. You know, they've been pretty soft with him. Maybe, you know, one or two little questions that might be tough, but not really. So he can't even handle that. It just shows he truly 
is mentally incapacitated. And if he genuinely, as the report states, could not answer some of the most basic questions, he is not fit to be dog catcher, let alone president of the United States. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to to Steve in California, line three. Steve, your thoughts. Thank you, Rita. I love your clean speech delivery, by the way. It's remarkable. Thank you very much. Thank you. You know, I'm I'm the Steve Lightfoot of LennonMurderTruth.com. What do I know about politics? I've been in the belly of the beast for 40 years. I know what's going on. Here's what I like to say. If there was a plan by Biden to run against Nikki Haley and have her throw the race, that's out the window. If his plan was to knock Donald Trump out, I don't think that's going to work. And even if it does, RFK Jr. will clean his clock. He's got nowhere to go but out. And I want to remind people that his economy that he touts is based on credit card debt, part-time jobs, impoverishing the retiree class, and basically handing America over to the New World Order. It's all going to collapse. He's nothing but smoke and mirrors, and he should really look into a coffin that'll fit him because he's got not, not much else left in his life to do. Well, you recited a whole bunch of things, and you're right. I mean, we're at credit card debt now is $50 billion increased uh, recently under this president. You go to the grocery store, prices are skyrocketing, and yet somehow they're finding money for migrants, too. That's the other thing. You're dealing with that in California, Steve. We're dealing with it in New York. Uh, They just proposed $53 million they're going to be giving to the migrants. I mean, how is that fair? Somehow they found that money, and yet our homeless veterans are getting bumpkiss. You know, I mean, this is it, it is preposterous. And now we hear that he can't even answer a basic question. You know, uh, I wonder if they had asked his name, if he would have been able to answer his name. And, and I'm not even being facetious because some of these questions were so basic and such obvious questions that he is really unfit. Uh, if he indeed could not answer these very simple questions of the year and of the sun and of these things that he talks about all the time, we're in really dire straits. And he has even diminished further than I even anticipated. I mean, he looks like he's like three sheets to the wind every time I see him get up there. But now I think he's actually much worse. And I'm very, very concerned for our country. I'm concerned for the presidency. And I am very, very concerned for our future. This man should not be president. And he came out like an angry old man. We're going to keep talking about this and a lot more, everybody, after the break. Thank you, Steve.